Broadcasting from down on the bayou, it's the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. A proud member of the Roar Network, powered by thegorillaposition.com. And now your hosts, Michael Leander and Patrick Fry. And welcome to episode 37 of the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. We're broadcasting live from the Collar and Elbow Studios. Now, if you go to our page on thegorillaposition.com, you're going to see our product of the week, and it is the Collar and Elbow Enforcer T-shirt. It's really, really rad. It's a black T-shirt. On the front, it's got a really cool like cursive font that says Collar and Elbow, and on the back it says Support Your Local Wrestler with some red and white wrestling boots. So it's a really, really dope shirt, and... If you use our code at checkout, the average marks, you get 10% off the Enforcer shirt at collarandelbowbrand.com. Patrick, what it do, man? Not much, man. Uh, surviving the heat of summer here in southwest Louisiana. Screw this heat, dude. Yeah, I know, right? And I was helping my dad move, and like I thought to myself, I don't know how people existed down here in Louisiana during the horse and buggy days, like before ACs. It might have not been as hot, though. I don't know. I wasn't here back then. <sighs> I don't then. know, man. I don't know. I feel and, well. I and don't even know. then, they're wearing long sleeves and jackets all year long. I don't know how they do it. <sighs> I can't think? do it because if, even just wearing shorts and a t shirt, like. <laughs> I'd have been a Yankee, bro. I'd have moved up top. I've, I've always said that if I had the money, I would go up to the mountains for the. For the summer until yeah. football season got here, then I'd of course bring my butt <laughs> right back down. I'd bring my butt down for Labor Day weekend for college football season. That's well, for sure. Well, no, you could have satellite TV up there. You wouldn't have to come down. Yeah, I know, but I'd want to. Well, it, I guess it depends. You know, if, like if LSU had a big game on opening yeah. weekend, I'd want to go to. I'd come. Oh, down I got for that. you. I Something got like you. that. You know, you know how they do down here in football yeah, season, man. But uh, you know, it's not football season yet. It is wrestling season because wrestling season is all year round. We have a big show today. The Average Marks, episode number 37 for July 29th, 2018. A big announcement for the Evolution All-Women show. We will mm-hmm. react to that. Also, the G1 update is, uh, well, we're, I've caught up with it, watching it wise. Nice. So we'll uh, update you guys on the standings, give a little, I got a little bold prediction. I think I mentioned it last week, but I will mention it again in case uh, you missed it last week. Also, Slammiversary was last weekend. That was a really good show from Heck what I hear. Show. I did not see it, but we'll review it. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa, the new NXT champ. We're going to talk about that big time uh, storyline there out of NXT. And uh, also, our feud continues with WrestleCast. We will talk about what we're going to do for SummerSlam, what the plans are, and uh, how we're going to do it. Also, the rumor mill mm-hmm. uh, maybe a, a WWE superstar is going to go back to New Japan. Uh, what? Maybe. I don't know. We'll, uh oh. We'll talk about that. Then on Cheap Heat, a New Japan and WWE uh, star each. Uh, get into a little Twitter feud this yeah, week. That's love a, Twitter feuds. That's been very interesting. So we're going to talk about that. And then also a big interview at the end of the show with Matt Hardy. Big you, interview. You sat down with Matt Hardy. Dude. Uh, like, broken Matt Hardy or Woken Matt Hardy, however you want to say it. Yeah. And um, understatement of the year, dude. Big interview. This is humongous for us, man. I say a big. This is Matt I Hardy. Think, I don't think I've used the term big yet as in, in any interview we've done. So well, Hopefully it has two Gs at the end just to emphasize how big this is. But uh, we'll have that at the end of the show, the Matt Hardy interview. And uh, that's the rundown for The Average Marks, episode 37 for July 29th, 2018. Yeah, and uh, Patrick, have you ever seen the Britney Spears video, Hit Me Baby One More Time? Um, 
I've probably seen it. I have not seen it in years. When her and her girls are in the school hall dancing in their school gore uniforms. That's not a... I guess they, I guess that's Hit Me Baby one more time. I might get it confused with that song, Drives Me Crazy. Mm-mm. It's the, I know, I, I, okay, I know exactly what music video you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Picture me as Britney Spears up in the front. Oh, my Lord. That Do is, I want to picture that? <laughs> that is me right now. I'd rather picture Britney Spears. About... In 1999. (laughs) About our opportunity of speaking with Matt Hardy today. So I am schoolgirling out, bro. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Chris. Look at Chris stuffing his face. All right. So look. (laughs) So we got a few interns on the show. Chris and Katie. And we're looking through the, the glass right now. Chris is stuffing his face with, I don't even know what that is. It's some kind of hamburger of some, of some kind. I'm t- Chris! I hope that burger's from Cotton's. <laughs> That's the only burger worth eating around here these days. Here look, in Lake Charles. Look, he's finally right looking at Right down the street, us. Cotton's downtown. Take the burger out your face and tell Katie to go get the WWE people on the line so we can talk to Matt Hardy, Hardy later. Yeah, we gotta get her ready, because if we're not ready, when the time comes, uh, might put a little halt on the show here. But we got a lot to talk about before we yeah. get to the Matt Hardy interview, so right. that should give them plenty of time to uh, get on the line with the WWE folks. Oh my god. I know I know they're not getting paid, Patrick. Neither are we. But come <laughs> on. We're not getting paid either, guys. All right. Yeah, so you can find us out online www.averagemarks.com that's your central hub. Of course, you can listen to every uh podcast there. You can also check out all our great sponsors there, cbd4u.net, of course, Collar and Elbow, the Gorilla Position and so many more. We are a proud member of the Roar Network. The Roar Network is a grassroots movement with a pro wrestling podcast and more on that to come whenever it starts taking more of a shape, but just know it's going to be big and we've already been represented well on impact calls and all stuff so it's really really exciting over here at the average mark studios um collar and elbow studios yep uh with what the roar network is going to mean to pro wrestling podcast we're going to revolutionize the game for show so averagemarks.com that's your central hub if you're listening to us on itunes please make sure you leave a rating and a comment so that we can get stuck in their algorithm and be suggested to other pro wrestling fans and follow us on facebook and twitter at the average marks you uh also want to give a shout out to the j and k podcast they gave oh, that's us a right. shout out yeah speaking of the roar network we got uh some boys up in canada speaking of the top they're right up there on the hat of the usa <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope they don't find that uh, disrespectful because it wasn't meant that way. But yeah, great podcast from these guys. And if you're looking for another perspective on wrestling, especially from up north, uh, from two cool Canadian dudes, you need to check out the J&K podcast. Have you been looking for a good, wholesome podcast about pro wrestling? Founded on the time-tested traditions of informative reporting, brought to you by a couple of cool Canadians, then J and K podcast is your answer found on all the biggest podcast networks. J and K podcast is now available on the roar network presented by the gorillaposition.com. Names like Magnus Gunner, CW Anderson, Bushwhacker Luke, and even Jeff Jarrett can't be wrong when they all back and endorse the J and K podcast. So make sure to find J and K podcast and enjoy your podcast to the extreme.
you know, the Canadians love their professional wrestling. I mean, oh, just a few weeks ago, earlier this month, there was Canada Day, and we reeled off our top ten Canadian wrestlers, <laughs> and, I mean, just our list alone. I mean, yeah. what... Yeah, you could have a Hall of Fame just for Canadian wrestlers. Most definitely. That, there's that many of that, that great Canadian wrestlers out there. So Yeah. All right, you ready to dive into Let's our first topic? Uh, so the big announcement from this past Monday night on Raw, uh, you know it was a big announcement. They had the whole roster out there on the stage, mm-hmm. all the women. Uh, even Nikki Cross somehow snuck out there. <laughs> from NA- I don't know how that happened, but Nikki Cross, it was so random. Yeah, you see yeah. all the main roster women, and then you see Nikki Cross and uh, Vince was in the ring, also Triple H and Stephanie. Stephanie made the announcement. The first ever all-women's pay-per-view event, Evolution, will take place October the 28th at the Nassau Coliseum in Long Island, New York. It'll be women from the past, the present, and the future. All women's titles will be on the line, the Raw women's title, SmackDown women's title, and the NXT women's title. It will also be the finals of the May Young Classic. Ooh, nice. So that will be interesting. Uh, some more also, uh, I don't have the list right in front of me, some more uh, announcements were made for the May Young Classic. We'll dive into that more next week, though, because I believe the tournament will start next week sometime. Not mm-hmm. this kind of, like On August 8th and 9th is what the date said, but the finals will be October 28th on... Uh, the Evolution show, but a huge announcement there for the women. You know, the women have been making uh, history left and right. Uh, first Iron Woman's match, uh, the Bailey and Sasha went 30 minutes, and then I think it was Sasha and Charlotte had the first Hell in a Cell women's match. And then, of course, we had the first ever Women's Royal Rumble. Yep. We had the first ever Women's Money in the Bank uh, twice. And then we also had the first Women's Elimination Chamber match earlier this year as well. And now, we're getting an all-women's pay-per-view, which is going to be very interesting. I'm going to be interested to see what matches they book for this. Speaking of matches that could possibly be booked, Mickey James took to Twitter and made the challenge of all challenges, in my opinion. Uh, could we see it one more time? This is what uh, Mickey James, uh, at Mickey James on Twitter, she tweeted out on Monday. After the show, we've stood we've stood the test of time, my friend. This was in response to what uh, Trish Stratus tweeted. Trish Stratus tweeted three babies later, and there we are at Mickey James. And Mickey replied to her and uh, quoted her tweet and said, "This we stood the test of time, my friend. But after tonight's announcement from Stephanie McMahon and all the excitement for something we all worked so hard for, I must ask one more time: hashtag Evolution." Hashtag the people want it. Hashtag I want it. Yes, can we get Mickey James versus Trish Stratus one last time? Uh, they did have a little run in. They had a good little, uh, how can I say this, a little moment, I guess, at the Royal Rumble where they went toe to toe. That was yeah. really awesome. A Obviously, a rivalry that goes back over a decade ago. Uh, one of the greatest rivalries, women's rivalries, that is, in the history of WWE. Mickey James versus Trish Stratus. One more time at Evolution on October 28th. See, somebody said that would be a really good match to start the show. Yeah. That would be an amazing match. I fully agree. WWE, get on the bu- get on the ball, book this match. I don't care if it's first, second, or last. Mm-hmm. Make this match happen one more time because I think both women can still go and put on a great match. That's, it's going to be really cool to see if that happens. Almost definitely. Uh, my first thought about the match is, how you doing? <laughs> uh, my second thought of the match is, Patrick, do you think 
that Nick Aldis has come to the realization that his wife is a better wrestler than him? Well, I don't know. Uh, like, I don't know if he would admit it to me and you, but no. do you think in his head he is like, okay, Mickey James is a better wrestler than me? Maybe not a better wrestler, but certainly has had a better career. Right. Wrestling career than her. I don't know. I've <clears> personally <throat> never seen Nick Aldis wrestle. You, you know, you're, you're not very high on him. No, but I've never seen a bad match from Mickey James. You're she right. can wrestle anyone. Yeah, she can, but... You know, it's a little different. You can't, uh, in my opinion, you just can't compare women to men in wrestling. You just can't. You know, women do their thing, men do their thing. The women are—I mean, look at what the women are doing now. They have their own. They're gonna have their own pay per view. That's really awesome for the women. And it's—it's it's just not fair to me, in my opinion, to compare the women to the men as I think far Alicia as wrestling Fox abilis, abilis. is a better wrestler than Nick Aldis. Oh, <laughs> really? That's wow. That's really a <laughs> doo dooing on Nick Aldis, but. Um, now, Nick Aldis is obviously going to be on one hell of a stage at yes. All In when he faces Cody Rhodes. I- I'm still of the assumption it's going to be for the NWA world title. That's what, that's what Wikipedia says. I don't know for sure. Well, that's wh- only if Cody Rhodes wins the ROH title. Which he had a chance back on June 30th and did not win right, it. Right, because Aldis know, says it has to be title for title. And not only will has Cody not won it yet, I don't even know if he's going to have another chance to win it. So we'll... Wait and find out, I guess, if Cody can obtain, because he only has a little over a month to do so, as we're just almost a little over a month away from All In. And, and I think this is why it is. It's because things were going great until old Billy Corgan called the ROH management and said, hey, there's no way my guy's dropping our belt, okay? So, essentially, Nick Addis will need to be your champ as well, just for a little while. And they said, no freaking dice. No dice. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to put the title on Cody because we're not putting our strap around Nick Aldis's waist. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happened. Maybe so. It could be. Sorry to tear back the curtain there, but I think that's what happened. It, that might have been what happened. I, don't, I honestly do not know what happened. But nonetheless, as of right now, Wikipedia... And Wikipedia, of course, not the most credible source <laughs> in the world, but you know, pe- people go on there and edit it all the time, and it says it matches for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, Cody versus Nick Aldis. And we'll wait and see what happens. We still have a little over a month to uh, build this up. It's crazy how close it's getting. You know, it's sold out, sold out under just under thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, few matches have been announced for that. We'll we'll dive into that though at a later time and day. But right now, of course, talking about. The Evolution Show. Yes. Um, and We digress. So it's going to be the, the Evolution Show. No no matches have been officially made yet. Can I get Kelly Kelly back in the building? Now, Brink would disagree with that, unless obviously she's just there for looks and <laughs> not for wrestling purposes. Um, you know, I think WWE put a poll up of like 10 former you know women wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Who would you like to see the most? 70%. Granted, there's ten. There was ten women in this poll. Seventy yes. percent said AJ Lee. Well, there's no way that's going to happen. Well, there's no I, way because look, okay, obviously she's going to stand by her man, <laughs> but he's won a lot of money getting beat up here recently. They don't yeah. need the dough. They could flash whatever amount they want in front of her. They don't need the dough. No, but well, I don't know. I don't think we're going to see AJ Lee no, back. There's no way. But uh, can you imagine, like, Triple H making that call and CM Punk answering the phone? Like, hey, hey Hunter. <laughs> Bill, uh, you know, I was uh, calling call for, uh, for AJ. Uh, yeah. 
She home? Click. <laughs> punk, <laughs> punk hang right, ride the hill up. Yeah, there's a better chance we'll see AJ lead all in. Yeah, I think so. But who knows? Uh, you know, you never say never in this business. Dude, if her music hit, that would be epic. She'd get a hell of a pop. Yes. I tell you what. I miss so. me some AJ Lee, bro. Oh, uh, of course. She's very nice to look at. Very, mm-hmm. very nice. She was a great wrestler, too. Uh, he, oh, go ahead. That's about to say, unfortunately, she's not in our hottest woman tournament because she'd make quite the run. But right. speaking of, we did make an official bracket. We will release it at some point. Yes. Uh, th- this tournament will happen. The way we're going to do it, I think we decided on this. Um, and maybe we can get some feedback from the fans. We'll put a, a post on Facebook. Uh, the hottest woman in wrestling tournament is basically going to be, uh, we have 64 women. We had to narrow it down. Uh, we narrowed it down. We made a bracket. It's, mm-hmm. It was a randomized bracket. We will release the bracket at a later time, end date, but it has been made. It has been saved. We've kind of looked over it. What we're going to do is we're going to have separate episodes, not actually the average marks you know, episodes that we do like, like we're doing right now, but separate episodes where we're going to do chunks of the bracket time at a time. And on our website or yep. on our face somewhere, we're going to post some polls, and we want you, the fans, mm-hmm. to go out and vote on each matchup. Who do you think is hotter? It could be you think they have a better face, they got a better bottom, they got a better. Ch- it doesn't matter. What if is strictly physical appearance? No wrestling ability. Uh, their, their wrestling ability or inability to wrestling <laughs> is irrelevant in this tournament. Alicia it's all Fox. about physical appearance. Uh, all about how good they look, and we're going to crown the hottest woman in wrestling at some point later on this year. Maybe as we draw closer to the evolution pay-per-view event yeah, no and it's, it's all leading up to evolution yeah we're, we're all gonna, gonna lead up the to evolution the week before evolution mm-hmm. so we want the fans mm-hmm. to go out and we're gonna put polls up we want you to vote we want your voice to be heard because the way we're going to do it it will be me ryan mm-hmm. cruz and brink each have a vote that's four yeah. votes yes you the fans will have a fifth vote and a possible deciding vote if for some reason you know we get to a matchup it's tied at two Fans' vote is going to determine who goes on to the next round. So yep. uh, please, uh, you know, vote. We're going to be putting the polls on our Facebook pages or our, our website, one mm-hmm. or the other. We're not exactly sure how we're going to do it yet, but we're going to update you on that. That will probably be in about a month or so. So be on the lookout for that. It's the Hottest Women Wrestling Tournament. Uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to have our own episodes about it. We're going to discuss the matchups, discuss the women, and it's going to kind of be, you know, like you said, put, put, your, hair, put your hair down yeah, yeah. a little bit. It's going to be, it's definitely not going to be for the kids. So this right. show is PG. Our, um, I guess you can call it a spinoff in a way, mm-hmm. is not going to be so PG. So that's going to be uncensored, uh, everything. We're going to talk the women's tournament. And, of course, you know, when I start talking about women, you, you can't censor <laughs> me, man. You just can't do it. So that's going to be fun. Uh we have the bracket made. Like we said, we will release it at a later time and date. Uh, it's going to be fun. So please, you know, let your voice be heard. Yep. Come vote. And uh, it's going to be a fun tournament. It's really going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, it'll be launched probably within the next month or maybe five to six, next five to six weeks, I would say. So yeah. be on the lookout for that. Uh, that's coming up. The uh, Hottest Woman in Wrestling Tournament. It's going to be great. It's going to be really awesome. So, but uh, back to one more thing on evolution. You know, really happy for the women. Uh, it should be a, a tremendous show. Uh, I can't wait to see the women come. Some of the women that come back. I can't wait to see some of these maybe new women that are like maybe in NXT, the NXT UK, or even you know the Performance Center women. Uh, would love to see everyone make an appearance at this show. It should be awesome. October twenty eighth, Nassau Coliseum in Long Island. 
Any last thoughts on uh, evolution for now, Ryan? No, I'm, I'm sorry, a, Mikey O. Yeah, Mikey O. Son, no, I'm excited, dude. Like uh, the level of talent that WWE has on their roster, th- this is going to be groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, but yeah. it's going to be a solid pay per view. Absolutely, you're going to have the likes of like Ronda Rousey there. Obviously, you're going to have you know Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, Bailey. Uh, the list goes on and on. Then you can have. NXT women wrestlers like, you know, Shayna Baszler, they have Dakota Kai, you have Candice LeRae, you have Nikki Cross. Uh, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be awesome and maybe, you know, of course we have the May Young Classic finals. Uh, the yep. May Young Classic always uh, well, I say always, the one time we had it was an amazing tournament mm-hmm. and this second go around is going to be even better in my opinion. So it's going to be awesome. I'm very much looking forward to it. Going to be interesting to see if PW Scorecards makes a scorecard for that event as well. Oh, yeah. Of they course that got yeah. to. Yeah, this is huge. Absolutely. So looking forward to that coming up October the 28th. Let's dive now into our next topic. That is the G1 Climax tournament going on. G1 Climax yes. 28. It's right in the thick of things right now. I have finally caught up uh, thanks to uh, New Japan World. I got the subscription just for Shout the out. G1 Climax. So here are your current standings. Let's talk block A. Tied at eight points apiece up at the top right now. Evil and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Then a three-way tie for second. Six points apiece. You have Kazuchika Okada, Minoru Suzuki, and Jay White. All with four points. Bad Luck Fale, Michael Elgin, Togi Maccabee. And then two points apiece. You have uh, Hangman Page and Yoshihashi. Block B right now, still undefeated. The only undefeated man in this tournament of the top. Block B with 10 points, Kenny Omega, the IWGP heavyweight champion. Uh, sitting alone in second place, Tetsuya Naito, his only loss to Kenny Omega. Then you have Sonata, Kota Ibushi, and Zack Sabre Jr., each at six points. You have Tomohiro Ishii and Hiroki Goto at four points apiece. And then Juice Robinson, Tamatanga, and Toru Yano, all with two points apiece, sitting at the bottom of block B. So, with that being said, I have, um, you know, Brinkman talked last week. He predicted Jay White to win block A, and that still could happen because he does own the tiebreaker at least over Tanahashi. Let's see, I'm looking at White's schedule here. He still has to go up against Evil, who is tied at the top. Big match between Evil and Tanahashi coming up, the two tied at the top. That's on August the 2nd. I think that's going to be on Thursday. Each guy has a match of their own coming up. Let me see if I can pull it up right here as a matter of fact. Uh, Evil has Minoru Suzuki coming up tomorrow morning, and then Tanahashi has Yoshihashi tomorrow morning. Both should get victories. Both should go to, I think it's, uh, both will be at 10 points. So they'll fight each other, Evil and Tanahashi, on Thursday. Both 10 points apiece. Big tiebreaker matchup there, mm-hmm. and uh, they're still kind of watching uh, Jay White there hanging around in the back because if, if it comes down to Jay White and Tanahashi tied at the top, Jay White's going to get the, uh, the tiebreaker there, so that'll be interesting there. Also, block B action. Uh, Kenny Omega still undefeated. Uh, let me see who Kenny Omega has coming up next. Uh, their uh, block B uh, next night will be on Wednesday, August the 1st. And coming up, it'll be Kenny Omega taking on Zack Sabre Jr., who has six points. Uh, it'll be a huge win for Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. Uh, but I think Kenny Omega, here's my bold prediction that I said in the chat, and I might have even said it last week on the podcast. Kenny Omega runs the table until he gets, until 
He gets Dakota Ibushi on the last night of the, the block matches. He uh, drops one to Kota Ibushi. Kota Ibushi gets one up on over Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega goes on to the G1 final where he faces Hiroshi Tanahashi. Kenny beats Tanahashi. Kenny Omega gets to choose his own Wrestle Kingdom opponent for the IWGP Heavyweight title. It's going to be Kota Ibushi. Now, could this spur a feud? I think it'll spur a feud, but, you know, like, you know, Kenny was feuding with the Young Bucks, his you know best friends, and they feuded. Now they're back on the same page. You can have a pretty good feud, I think, similar with Kota Ibushi, where maybe you know some friendly competition maybe turns a little chippy, a little chippy. Yeah, it gets a little chippy, a little hostile, and uh, they have a tremendous match at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, you know, Kenny goes over on him again because Kenny deserves a a long. Kenny, if Kenny drops that belt between now and Wrestle Kingdom, I would be furious. <laughs> but um, I think he still has a match with Jay White. Probably that'll be coming up because Jay White does have a victory over uh, Kenny Omega last time they fought. I think that'll be up next after the G1, maybe somewhere down the line. And uh, I think he'll he'll pick Cody Ibushi because Cody Ibushi will have beaten him, in my opinion, here in the G1 of the last night of Block B. That'll be interesting. That's my bold prediction. I think Kenny Omega wins the G1, chooses his own opponent. It'll be Kota Ibushi. So... Uh, let me look real quick, though. That's my bold predictions. Your schedule coming up, the block matches tomorrow uh, morning. Uh, here it'll be block A, Togi Maccabee taking on Bad Luck Fale. Jay White taking on Hangman Page. A good chance for Jay White to kind of get back on track and keep up with the leaders. Evil will take on Suzuki to, if he can win, go to 10 points. And Tanahashi has Yoshihashi to uh, maybe go to 10 points as well. Also, uh, the main event, Kazuchika Okada taking on Michael Elgin. A uh, chance for Kazuchika Okada to get to eight points and maybe kind of keep up with um, the top of Block A as Okada right now has two losses. Okada lost to uh, Fale and Jay White. Fale not really. Of course, Fale got the big win over White to put White kind of down one over uh, Evil and uh, why am I? Tanahashi. So I don't know why I was drawing a blank there. So a lot is going on here. I'm loving this tournament. It's the first time I ever really watch the G1 tournament as it happens. I've caught up with it. Some great matches. Uh, Ibushi and Ishii, uh, Ishii, or however you say it, uh, that was a great match mm-hmm. uh, yesterday, yesterday morning on a Saturday. That was, man, physical. Uh, they fought into the crowd. Ibushi did one hell of a moonsault off like one of the barricades. It was really cool. So the uh, tournament has lived up to the expectations so far. Um, it looks like each block, one, two, three, four, one, two, three. So each block, they're evened up right now, um, has four matches left. So each competitor has four yeah. matches left starting tomorrow night with, I believe it is block A will be tomorrow night. And then on Wednesday, they'll take Tuesday off, come back Wednesday with block B, and then on, let's see, let me pull up the rest of the schedule here. Just going to go over the rest of the schedule, not the matches. But you have Wednesday, August 1st. That will be Block B. Block A comes back August 2nd on Thursday. They take Friday off, come back Saturday the 4th with Block B. Sunday, August 5th, Block A. Take off Monday and Tuesday, come back Wednesday, August 8th. Take off Thursday, come back Friday, August the 10th. Saturday, August the 11th, the last night of Block Action. And then the final, Sunday, August the 12th. Nice. So uh, that is the remaining schedule, uh, date-wise, at least. Putting in the, some work. Of the, oh, yeah, dude. It's, it's, a, it's a tournament. It takes a lot, a big toll on the body. 
But uh, cool thing is, after that, they'll take a month break, almost a month, come back Wednesday, September the 5th. So after Sunday, August 12th, it looks like New Japan uh, won't have any big shows for a few weeks. So all these guys will have time to take off, rest up, and you know get ready. Coming up, you have the Road to Destruction starting September the 5th, and then you have Destruction in Hiroshima Saturday, September the 15th. I think that's their, uh, probably their next big show, maybe. I'm not 100% sure. Maybe Cruz can... Uh, fill us in on that but that's coming up later uh but g1 right now in full force yeah some great action and uh looking forward to see what comes up uh later in the g1 now let me ask you this did you take my advice did you watch the japanese commentary no instead of the american no you're not Uh, going there you know know, it's funny i almost thought about it because there was one match with jay white i think it was jay white or somebody else maybe or or jay white and bad luck fale he pushed bad luck fale and bad luck fale is a big dude Pushed him like into the barricade next to the English announcers, and it cut off the English audio for like oh, snap. for like ten fifteen minutes. There was no English audio, just them fighting. And like I was like for a second, like where's Kevin Kelly go? Like you know. And yeah. finally, the next match they came back on, and I almost thought about going to watch the rest of that match with Japanese commentary just to have yeah. some kind of commentary, but I ended up not doing. Dang it! So, it. Uh, but because no, no when, Japanese commentary. When New Japan bankrolls us a trip. To go to one of their shows in Tokyo, mm-hmm. um, we're gonna need to know how to get around. I have Google Translate on my phone. Yeah, that, that. that can only get us so far. Well, it'll get us far enough. Dang it, Patrick! Hey, look, man, I, Japanese. I could barely learn French. <laughs> we're, we're down here in Cajun country, and I could barely learn French. Les Aventures. I could barely learn French down here. So Japanese, I just think that's unfortunately out <sighs> of the question. Looking okay. forward though to the rest of the G one, man. Uh, I'm um, hoping my predictions come true to make myself look good. You know, uh, no, it sounds it makes a lot of sense. I think yeah. that seems like a great way to go. That'd be yeah, a compelling that, story. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, uh, my prediction: Tanahashi and uh, Kenny Omega in the final. Tanahashi is a two-time winner of this event. I might add, he won in 2008 and then 2015, I believe, the year before Kenny Omega won. So, Kenny Omega is a one-time winner already. Three wins between the two guys who I predict to be in the finals. I think Kenny gets over. He'll win his second. They both have two, and they'll both have two victories, but Tanahashi and Omega will be a great G1 uh, Climax final. Yeah. And then I think, you know, the winner, if you're the IWGP Heavyweight Champion, you pick your own opponent for Wrestle Kingdom coming up in January, and I think he picks Ibushi because Ibushi will be the only man, in my opinion, to beat Kenny here in the G1 Climax. I like it. Let's move on now to Slammiversary. Yes. Took place last Sunday, uh, and I'm hearing good things about this show. They said the wrestling was phenomenal, uh, and I'm going to go over the results here real quick. Johnny Impact defeated Phoenix, Taiji, Taiji Ishimori, the Bone Soldier, mm-hmm. and Petey Williams in a fatal four-way match. Tessa Blanchard defeated Ali. Eddie Edwards defeated Tommy Dreamer in the House of Hardcore Rules match. Brian Cage defeated Matt Seidel to become the uh, new X Division champion. Is that correct? Yeah, see, and, and I don't get this. And, uh, you know, Brink was correct when he said the X Division morphed into X meaning no rules. Yeah, but no limits. No limits, no, yeah. And, but to me, the X Division started off as a cruiserweight type thing. And their best matches have been with the high flyers, the cruiserweights. Mm-hmm. So to see him as X division, it doesn't it doesn't feel right to me. Yeah, 
Uh, Sue Young retained her Impact Knockouts Championship by defeating Madison Rain. Mm-hmm. The Latin American Exchange defeated the OGs to retain their Impact World Tag Team Dude, Championships that, in the uh, street fight. That was a brutal match. Brutal. They brought it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they were. It was like old school ECW type stuff. Yeah, it was crazy. Pentagon Junior. defeated Sammy Callahan in the mask versus hair match. So I guess that means Sammy Callahan no longer has hair. He's bald, son. Well, Cue ball. And then the main event, uh, which I've heard nothing but good things about this main event, Austin Aries uh, tore the house down from what I heard, retained yeah. his Impact World Championship against Moose. I was listening to Jim Ross's podcast. He was speaking very highly of Austin Aries, and he said, if you watch that match, you could make a case that Austin Aries is in the conversation for best wrestler in the world right now. The greatest man that ever lived. Now, uh, A-double. Now, I got to say, a lot of people crap on Moose. Uh, because apparently people think just because he came from the NFL, he didn't pay his dues and this and that. Yep. That guy is a crazy athlete, and he showed it in this match. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff that he was doing with a smaller wrestler, yeah. and he was wrestling small with him, mm-hmm. Um, man, props to Moose, man. This guy, he's big. He's agile. Um, He's the future of Impact for sure. Well, that's good. Uh, I know you were talking about, you know, it came from the NFL. You know, another guy who's uh, had some, uh, obviously, a lot of, done a lot of work with Impact, D'Angelo Williams. Did yep. he make an appearance at Slammiversary? I'm not for sure. I don't think so. I uh, haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, yeah. I think if he would have made a run in, we would have heard about it. Yeah. And I mean, look, I, I don't mean to sound like somebody who don't, who don't care about Impact Wrestling, but real talk, I just haven't followed it in years. But it seems like, with how good this show was, maybe as far as a wrestling, the wrestling product goes, maybe Impact's making some steps here, kind of in the right direction. I mean, you got some names in here. You got Johnny Impact. You got Ishimori, who was, you know, in the best of the Super Juniors finals against Takahashi, had a great match there. You got guys like Austin, you got Austin Aries right now, who is arguably one of the best in the world, has all mm-hmm. these belts. Uh, you got guys like Eddie Edwards. You got uh, Sammy Callahan, Pentagon Jr. Uh, I mean, Johnny yeah. Impact, you know, who I think I've said already, but, uh, you know, hey, maybe they're making a little, and, you know, Matt Seidel, of course, I know him as Evan Bourne. He, I know he can yeah. go. He Tessa went, Blanchard. Yeah. And, you know, are they maybe coming back, you know, making somewhat so. of a comeback and, uh, you know, taking away, not t- necessarily taking away some national spotlight from WWE, but certainly picking up some ground as far as, you know the wrestling companies who have who, who are doing really good with their wrestling products right now. Impact's sort of getting back into the conversation, maybe a little bit. What do you think? Right. Yeah. They did. They did great by moving it back to Canada, and making it more of like a regional promotion over there. But being shown on a national, or I guess international level with Fight yeah. TV, their new deal with Fight TV, and of course Slammiversary did take place in Toronto, so right, um, big there, time town for, yeah, for wrestling, exactly. And what's great about these guys is before when new management took over TNA, there's always been great talent in TNA, but they've always been so boisterous about, oh, it's going to be different now, and we're turning this thing around, you know, blah 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 blah, and it's never came to fruition. These guys have been quiet. 
They've been putting their nose to the grindstone. They've been making all the right decisions. They've been bringing in some of the best independent talent from around the world. Mm-hmm. And it's starting to show in their product. It's absolutely amazing wrestling. And, you know, I think the days of them not being able to pay their wrestlers and employees check bouncing, it's over. These guys know how to run a wrestling company. If they don't, then they're faking it to make it. And they're doing a great job. I think they got the, the correct people up at the top. And, man, it's nothing but up from here, dude. Yeah, this is what uh, your boy Dave Meltzer had to say about Impact. What up, Dave? He said, uh, there is a very positive vibe coming out of Slammiversary. The attitude is very different from before. They still have a long way to go financially. They had a very good pay-per-view, universally praised. Thanks a lot, Dixie Carter. So uh, certainly a step in the right direction for Impact. Uh, I would love to see them, you know, Obviously, step a little bit more into the uh, the limelight uh, more than they are now. They do have their big pay per view, Bound for Excuse me, Bound for Glory, yes. coming up here uh, later on this year, I believe. In right, NYC baby, and that is their that's their WrestleMania, yeah. uh, from what I hear. So, um, certainly looking forward to that. Now, uh, see what they can see if they can gain some momentum off the slam big time slam anniversary pay per view where it was a, a success for Impact. Most definitely, and during the Tommy Dreamer broadcast, um, uh, not broadcast, but teleconference, one of the reporters asked him, you know, what he thought about the young nucleus that TNA has, uh-huh. and he was like, you know, there's been polls that haven't been put out by Impact Wrestling by total third party, you know, entities that said if you were going to build a wrestling company, you know, which talent would you rather have? And it was between them and obviously WWE and yeah. all these other uh, different wrestling organizations. And 70% of the people picked Impact. Well, yeah. So good good for Impact. I'm glad that, you know, they're getting this momentum. Uh, apparently the attitude's changing a little bit over there. Mm-hmm. They were, uh, it seems like they were dead in the water. And now it seems like they're starting to breathe a little life into the, right. the company. So. And then also on the Austin Aries tele- telecast, he was talking about, He's been there for all the different managers, you know, the manager types. And he was like, and he was like, you know, in the past, you know, I would never say things are different around here because they weren't. It was same old, same old. Didn't matter who was in charge. But he's like, now I can tell you without the shadow of a doubt, it's different around here. Yeah. So, man, I've always been a fan, even back from the from the days when old Jeff Jarrett was running it. And uh, I would really like to see them do well. Yeah, and the fact that they moved over up to Canada, I think that was a big move too. Yeah. Kind of, you know, hey, WWE obviously has, you know, the United States down pat. Yep. New Japan's over there in Japan doing their things. Sort of, you know, coming over into America a little bit. But uh, And WWE does make their frequent trips to Canada, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as a company solely based out of Canada, uh, Impact probably is is up there right now. Maybe one, oh, yeah. the, the best one up there. So Most it's definitely. good that you kind of went to their own territory, mm-hmm. making a name for themselves in their own country. So uh, props to Impact. Looking forward to see uh, where they take this momentum. Most definitely. So let's dive now into uh, come back into the states a little bit here. Yes. Uh, a big time title change earlier this week on NXT. Tommaso Ciampa defeated Aleister Black with the unintentional help of Johnny Gargano and became the new NXT champion. Uh, the match was fantastic. Thanks a lot, Johnny. The crowd was into it. Um, absolutely beautiful storytelling, NXT. Props to, to this match, the way it ended. Uh, Gargano came down trying to screw Ciampa, obviously, and they were fighting over the 
belt trying to grab it and you know when you tug and one person lets go your momentum kind of swings mm-hmm. and Gargano's momentum swung hit Alistair Black in the face with the belt and then Ciampa takes advantage and wins the NXT championship this is what he had to tweet out he tweeted this out I believe two days ago take over New Orleans and take over Chicago equals the two highest grossing and most viewed takeovers in NXT history this Wednesday's NXT TV equals the most viewed episode in NXT history one reason equals Tommaso Ciampa <laughs> I am the main event Tommaso Ciampa right now is has the most heat out of any heel, I think, in all of professional wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. The dude knows how to get heat. The dude is money as a heel. Um, I'm not surprised they put that belt on him, which begs the question, where does he go now? Yeah, even more heat than Sammy Callahan? Oh, it's close. But look, yeah. I'm telling you, Ciampa right now is is doing work, man. Yeah. Dude's the NXT champion, one of the hottest brands in all of pro wrestling He's a right great now. heel, too. Dude, he's a tremendous heel. He has, and he has such a great look as yes. a heel. You know, the bald head, the, the scruffy beard, but the dude's jacked. Yeah, carved For, out and of he's granite. And he's, not, a, no he, he's not like a, a big guy, but he's he's a jacked, you know, smaller guy. Like a Gargano. Yeah. Him and Gargano are, you know, in it's crazy because, you know, I was saying just now, you know, you be, it begs the question, where do they go from here? You obviously have NXT TakeOver Brooklyn coming up with SummerSlam. Does Alistair Black get his rematch there? Maybe they go the route, you know, Tommaso Ciampa Part 3, the rubber match for the NXT Championship. Maybe you have a triple threat, Alistair Black, Gargano, and Ciampa. To me, I wouldn't do the triple threat match. You either do Black or you do Gargano one-on-one. It's because, look, Gargano and Ciampa, obviously five-star match in New Orleans in, in April, uh, an, another great match. I forgot what the star rating. Four and a half stars, maybe. I think they got at Chicago. Uh, that comes out to an average of four and three-quarter stars. Out of two matches, those two guys have had this year on NXT TakeOvers. I think you got to do one more. You know, you got one and one. But when do you do it? Do you wait till NXT TakeOver New York City next year? Almost definitely. B- before WrestleMania. But I mean, to me, on. it's like, man, you, it's so far away. Is Ciampa going to hold the belt? All the way until, you know, next year. Maybe you pull the trigger at NXT TakeOver, you know, before Survivor Series this year. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with it. Maybe. It's hard to say. Uh, I also heard someone, I think it was Bully Ray on Sirius XM Radio talking about maybe you take this feud to the main roster, which I think is not the best idea, but... Not a bad idea from the perspective that this has been probably the feud of the year, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion, in all of pro wrestling. Bring it to the main roster. Why not? Um, you know, like Sasha and Bailey. That's a feud they've brought to the main roster. They're, I'm trying to think of some other NXT feuds they've brought to the main roster. Um, can't quite think of any at the moment, yeah. but you know that was just one of the big ones. You know that Sasha and Bailey who feuded in NXT. Now they feuded in. The main roster, and you know it's it's worked to to a point, I guess. But you know, just it's how they book it, I, I guess you could. And say. then what happens after the feud's over? I mean, do they get lost in the mid card? Do they put them into a five? Unfortunately, live? I mean, that it's a possibility. Uh, I don't think Gargano could get lost. I think Gargano is so over that they he they could put you know, especially if they go to SmackDown, 
put these guys on SmackDown. Don't put them on Raw because, unfortunately, Raw right now, the product on Raw is not what it should be. SmackDown's well, miles ahead. that's what ahead. they need is some life on Raw. Maybe so, but it's... That's the thing. They have life on Raw. It's just how they're being booked. You got Braun Strowman. You got Roman Reigns, who's just been booked terribly since for, for forever now. Um, who else you got coming up there? Uh, I mean, as, as bad as it is, you got Ronda Rousey, who might be the hottest thing on Raw. Uh, she might be the next Raw Women's Champion, for all mm-hmm. we know. She might defeat Alexa Bliss at SummerSlam. Who knows? You got Seth Rollins right now. You got Finn Balor. Those two guys. Uh, you need to get the Universal title, first of all, back in the hands of a Seth Rollins, a Finn Balor, or even a Roman Reigns, as much as people hate him. Uh, at least put the belt on Reigns. That way it could be defended at least once a month. Yeah. So um, as far as chart, uh, Gargano and Ciampa goes, I think you need to keep them on NXT as long as you can. Keep them on NXT until next year's WrestleMania. Um, I don't even know who you'd have go over in that third match between a Gargano and a Ciampa. I really and truly do not know. But uh, obviously... Whatever happens, those two guys won't be far behind as far as getting pulled up to the main roster. Mm-hmm. And then what happens after that is anybody's guess. Yeah. Now, uh, let's go ahead and send out a big screw you to the guy who released the uh, cell phone footage of that. Of what? Oh, yeah. Of the, the uh, match. Yeah, of the match. And, and it's, it's, ruining it for everybody. Now, let me ask you this, Patrick. Mm-hmm. That's you. You have this footage on your phone. What are you doing with it? Um... Honestly, probably, I probably wouldn't post it. Yeah. Because I just wouldn't. Because I'm just not the kind of person that would try and spoil things. Because I know what it's, I I know I hate it when I get stuff spoiled. Yeah. And granted, with the way NXT is, they tape the shows. um, It'll happen. The the, the spoilers will get posted online. Um, Unfortunately, I just so happen to see a video in a wrestling group on YouTube. Um, now, on Reddit, Reddit does a really good job of letting you know far ahead of time, hey, spoilers here, be ca- be cautious. But yeah. I was just scrolling on Facebook, saw the video, and there was really no warning, and I saw it. And yeah. It kind of ruined it, but people, now, that's the thing. It ruined it for a lot of people. Look, this still the most viewed episode in NXT history. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, spoilers work. If you look back, Whenever AJ defeated Jinder Mahal last year for the WWE title on SmackDown, that took place in London. That was on tape delay. Everyone knew AJ was going to win, yet that rating was still tremendous for that show because they knew AJ was going to win. So sometimes spoilers will help more than they hurt, but as a wrestling fan, I hate it. You, you know what I also heard? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Eric Bischoff and Tony Schiavone talking about how when they – uh, before Raw came on, they said that McFoley was winning the championship tonight against The Rock. And they yeah. thought that it would keep people from changing over, but they lost. Like when WWE came on the air, they lost about 500,000 watchers <laughs> because they yeah. said that. Because it doesn't matter. Uh, apparently, it does not matter if you spoil it before. People still want to see it happen. Mm-hmm. Whether it be on TV or t- live tape, it doesn't matter. People want to see it happen. So, and especially things that as monumental as obviously the NXT Championship changing hands to Tommaso Ciampa, and back then Mankind winning his first ever WWE Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I remember that match. I mean, Stone Cold came out and helped 
Mankind win the match. And the the energy in that arena that night was second to none. Mm-hmm. Uh, very rare has it been topped. Very rare probably will it ever be topped, if ever at all. Uh, if you ever, you know, all you hardcore wrestling fans who remember watching that like it was yesterday. I didn't, ever, I, I didn't see it live, but I've seen the video of Mankind winning the WWE Championship for the first time many times. And, I mean, just the atmosphere that night on Monday Night Raw was magical. That was, I think, was that the first night that WWE Raw had beaten WCW Monday Nitro in the rating? That was that span where they went 83 weeks consecutive, and that first week WWE won the uh, when Mankind maybe won. I might be wrong, but I think that was one of the, when WWE ended that streak was when Mankind won the WWE Championship, and... WCW kind of helped them there, yeah. Which ultimately, obviously, led to the downfall of WCW. So, right uh, now, going back to the NXT thing, have you seen anything Reddit about this guy being in like any trouble, like with the law, like exposing trade secrets or anything like that? Because I would imagine, since they're filming several episodes at a time, yeah, I would imagine there's some kind of you know non-disclosure agreement that these people have to sign. You know, the crazy thing is, is that. I've been to many, you know, WWE events since the day and age of cell phones. People in there, they're Snapchatting, Instagram video, Facebook Live, and just are just shooting video with their camera. It, you almost can't even stop it. Like if you kicked everyone out that was doing it, you, your arena would be half empty. I mean, it almost already is. Well, not NXT because NXT is. I mean, obviously, NXT is tremendous wrestling. They, they'll they fill Full Sail University up over there in a heartbeat because they, I think they, I mean, they might only fit 5,000 people, if that, in a, in the uh, Full Sail arena. So, you know, you kick everyone out that's filming or shooting video or whatever the case may be, you're not going to have anybody left in the arena. Right. So you got to have the crowd there, and they may, they, maybe, they're, maybe they're a little more lenient at Full Sail University. Maybe they, maybe they are. I don't know. But... It just sucks. You just got to be careful as a wrestling fan nowadays, especially, you know, when, you know, with the G1 Climax thing, you know, uh, it, obviously it comes on at like three, four in the morning over here and I have to wait till that evening to watch it. So I got to watch what I, you know, see online throughout the day because I'm looking at wrestling stuff that, you know, could spoil it for me because yeah. I, I want to be surprised and I want to see who the winner is because let's face it, the G1 Climax is a little more predictable than the WWE product. So mm-hmm. uh, certainly you're a little more surprised. When it comes to some of these results in the G one uh, the G one climax tournament, right? So yeah, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, the new NXT champion. Uh, looking forward to see uh, how they book that come uh, NXT Takeover Brooklyn here in a few yes, weeks, sir. the night before SummerSlam. Be huge. Let's move on now uh, to our feud that we have with WrestleCast, uh, our ongoing feud. Unfortunately, we lost at Extreme Rules, but we're getting a second chance because the WrestleCast crew, um, they want to challenge us again at SummerSlam and also NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. This is how it's going to be. We're going to take their three scores again, and me, Brink, and Cruz take our three scores, except this time we're going to combine NXT TakeOver and SummerSlam as a whole, (coughs) and not only will the AMP Scorecard Championship be on the line, the NXT Scorecard Championship will be on the line. You're putting well. the hardware on the line. I'm putting this belt on the line that I have right here. You know, just 
the good old hardware here uh, that I've been having since, obviously, TakeOver Chicago that I won in a landslide. Uh, so putting this belt on the line on August the 18th, I think it is, yeah. when uh, TakeOver Brooklyn is. So uh, we're going to combine all three, <laughs> and, uh, I, I guess, um, whoever has the most... I don't know if it's going to be winner take all. I guess we can kind of discuss that. But the AMP title, NXT title, and the AMP, you know, WWE main roster scorecard title will all be on the line some way, somehow. Um, I don't know if we're going to give this belt to the overall winners. No, no, no. Or the- I think it needs to be the NXT scorecards. You know, yeah. your, your three and their three. Mm-hmm. Whoever has the highest score wins. So if it's Brink, he wins. If it's Stevie, he wins. But as a team, you know, like, how are we going to do that? Well, I know, but the belt is... Individual. Yeah, because, you know, they're claiming that even though they won, that uh, Martin yeah. is the AMP champion because okay, he had well, the highest sense. score on their yeah. team. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah. So this is what we got on, on Twitter. So we were minding our own business, mm-hmm. speaking about Twitter feuds, and then I noticed there's notifications there. It says, hey, at average marks... The double champ at Real uh, J Martin has laid down the challenge. You want the AMP scorecard championship back? We do a three on three one more time, but this time we combine scores from the NXT TakeOver and SummerSlam. Are you ready to be taken two? And then they have a little meme here with Brock Lesnar, Scorecard City B. Mm-hmm. I did see that. So looking forward to the challenge, guys. We fully. Patrick, accept- I got. I'm going to have to hear some trash out of your mouth on this podcast. They're coming after your belt, dude. I know they're coming after my belt, but like I said, I let my scorecard do the talking. Unfortunately, my scorecard did very little talking for Extreme <laughs> Rules, but this time around, I'm going to be ready. I did not have... I'm not trying to make excuses here. We got I got beat straight up, but I'm going to do a little more research. I'm going to take a little more time to think about my scorecard this time around. And this belt... Ain't going nowhere. See, that's what that's what I think needs to happen. I think Cruz and Brink need to print this out at work, okay? Mm-hmm. A few days before. And like you said, we got to take our time on this. Because the last yeah. one, you guys came in 11th hour and started filling out your thing. Yeah, and that that's not... I can't do that. I mean, that's, they came prepared. It's, it's Yeah, they were prepared, ready to go. I personally was not. And Brink and Cruz, same thing. They came in, filled it out. But I think they already had their idea maybe beforehand. Um, so... I uh I I'm just I'm gonna be ready this time. Yes. Believe yes. that. Yes. In the words of Roman Reigns, believe that. Oh, Katie just motioned to us. She says uh Matt's gonna be calling in about five. About five? Okay, cool. So about five uh, minutes. So we're gonna go ahead and run in through the rumor mill here real r- rumor mill cheap heat now. So that's what's coming up for the you know, the the, the scorecards, SummerSlam, the WrestleCast feud, all coming up. Of course, we still have a few weeks to lead into that. But let's yeah. jump now into Rumor Mill you know and it. Cheap Heat before we get over to Matt Hardy. Rumor Mill. <clears throat> so, talked to, kind of teased it a little bit earlier. Uh, maybe a WWE superstar was going to go back to Japan. Uh, earlier this week on Wrestling Observer Radio, a reader asked Dave Meltzer about the possibility <laughs> of AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura going back to New Japan Styles and Nakamura both signed three-year deals, and they will be up in a few months. Styles seems to be happy in WWE. He's the WWE champion, the cover guy for WWE 2K19. It would be unlikely that he would go back and uh, take a deal with New Japan, but Meltzer said that he wouldn't be shocked if Nakamura went back, but he has family that lives with him in Florida, and he's in a pretty good spot, and he's able to work a toned-down style. 
New Japan does want him back, so you can't rule anything out, especially because they are on expansion mode and they're willing to spend money to get a top name like Nakamura. He's, excuse me, he said it wouldn't completely shock him. I know they want him back. There will be attempts, and uh, for all those guys, uh, like Gallows and Anderson, if they want to go back there, they can go back there. They're kind of treading water in WWE, so who knows how that's going to happen. I don't anticipate anyone going back there, but you just don't know how people feel and what people want out of life. And we'll see how things play out in a few months when WWE makes a play to get the Young Bucks, you know, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes. If WWE signs any of those guys, then you can expect New Japan to counter with a strong offer to get a current WWE star. Although I think none of those guys are going to go back to WWE or go to WWE. Cody Rhodes is not going to go back. For sure. yeah. Did you just, did Dave Meltzer just say that WWE would make a push to get the Young Bucks? To everything um, that happened that they saw as extreme disrespect to their brand. Well, WWE knows that the Young Bucks, Kenny and Cody, they're the hot thing going right now. And look, money talks. I'm not saying they're going to talk effectively to these guys, but that certainly won't stop. If WWE sees money makers in these guys, that won't stop WWE from at least trying to go after them. Uh, WWE could throw them an offer all they want. The Young Bucks, Kenny and Cody, they can, you know... Take it or leave it, you know? And more than likely, they'll leave it. But that certainly will not stop WWE from at least trying. So that way, WWE can say, you know, hey, we went after them. We gave them a great offer. They don't want to come. On to the next one, you know? Yeah, I can, I can see the Good Brothers going. Yeah. I don't think anybody else leaves. Like like Dave said right there, Nakamura's getting old. He's got a he's got an easier style with WWE. You know, it's a, and he's making more money with WWE. Yeah. I, uh... I wouldn't be surprised if Nakamura went back. I think it would actually be more of a benefit for Nakamura to go back because let's face it, you know, he up until WrestleMania Nakamura was and granted he had uh, those few WWE title matches with Jinder Mahal where he got beat and that was stupid. But, you know, he went on, won the Rumble and lost to AJ at WrestleMania and then they went on to have a BS feud for a little bit until they <laughs> sort of, you know, made up for it a little bit. Not whole, you know, wholeheartedly made up for it, but a little bit made up for it with that last man standing match at Money in the Bank. It was a really good finish to that match and now of course Nakamura is the United States champion as a heel, but I think now that Nakamura has come to WWE, made a name for himself in NXT, made a name for himself in WWE, he goes back to New Japan. He's going to take some more fans back than New Japan already had with him, I think. And uh, Nakamura could be in the main title picture in New Japan right off the bat if he goes back to New Japan. Yeah. So, if it, I would... Go ahead. Go, no, you, you weren't finished. Go I ahead. just think it would be... Uh, it wouldn't be a bad move for Nakamura to go back to New Japan. Because he, he went and made his money. Maybe he saved up a little bit. Maybe he doesn't need the money now as badly as he did you know, a few years ago when he came to WWE. So... Maybe now he can go back to New Japan. And, you know, like you said, New Japan is, you know, in expansion mode, and maybe they'll spend some money. Might not be what WWE would spend, but they'll spend enough money to get Nakamura to go back to his homeland of Japan. Yeah. Is he like 38? I'm not sure what his age is. Let me look uh, it I think up. it's around 38. I'm going to look it up here real quick. <laughs> if I was him, I would sign another three year deal with WWE, get, get my money, and finish my career in New Japan. Yeah. Because I think Nakamura is 38, but you know he can still go. Mm-hmm. So he still got—I'd say the dude still got at least five good years in him. So yeah. uh, maybe sign another two or three year deal with WWE, come back, make more money, mm-hmm. go back to New Japan for a couple of years, kind of have that farewell yeah. tour, or however long, or however long he might wrestle till he's 50. I don't right. know. Some guys do. 
uh, Nakamura could because Nakamura, I'm not sure what his injury history is. He hasn't had really any injury history with WWE, so he's yeah. been healthy. So I could certainly you know see Nakamura maybe staying in WWE, but at least going back to right. New Japan before too long. So Yeah, and there's no way AJ's going. He's the biggest wrestler in the biggest yeah. company in the world, making tons of cash. Even though his WWE title reign has been not that exciting, but... Yeah, and his end goal the last few years has been, has been, I need to get enough cash to where I can go ahead and retire from the game and spend the rest of my life with my family. Because, yeah. you know, he's got tons of kids. Yeah, he's how I'm like a that. puppy litter he's running like, around. Well, he's like forty now. Let me see how old he is because he could still wrestle. At the way he is, he's forty-one years old. So hypothetically, you sign another three-year deal and then you retire. Yeah, you sign another three-year deal and you can retire at forty-four, forty-five years old, and boom, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, AJ Styles, you retired at forty-five and you got enough money to live a tremendous life. And I'm pretty sure his contract, they pay for everything. They're probably paying for his flights. They're paying for his meals. Yep. I'm pretty sure he's just bankrolling this stuff, putting it up in savings and stocks. Speaking of stocks, every day you talk about the WWE stock, they are kicking butt. Yeah, they're like at $81, I think, right now. Should have bought in. Long time ago. Should have bought in, but you know what, what can you do? Hindsight's twenty twenty. All right, so uh, you got anything for Rumor Mill? That's all no, I have. Uh, so let's dive now into Cheap Heat before we get Matt Hardy on the phone yes. here. Um, wrestling... Uh, Twitter beef on re- uh, or wrestling Twitter, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, Twitter beef between a New Japan star and a WWE star. Yes. Um, let's see. I'm pulling up all the tweets here. Uh, so this is, I think, where it started. Tama Tonga went on Twitter and uh, basically tweeted, you ain't nobody, B-word. Oh, so Roman quotes his tweet and replies, sounds like something from a Drake album. Oh, wait, it is. <laughs> oh, snap. So then Tomatonka comes back with, got the hashtag snitch. Your bark can't seem to get over. Your uh, Over was in all caps. Your yard for me to hear you. My yard has no fences. Come test your skills here anytime. Wow. Jealousy is a B trait. What album is that from? Hashtag Roman the Rat. Dad, gum. So... Uh, Roman put, Damn, I actually yeah. doubled your little video's views for you in like four hours. You should be thankful. Thanks for the laughs, though. And then Tomatonga comes back. Thanks for timekeeping and view counting. Must be looking for new material. Writers gave up on you. If you need more laughs, just continue fist cocking. It gets funnier every time. <laughs> so, and Tomatonga's taking some shots at the G1. There was one entrance he came out with earlier this week. He uh, was kind of dancing to his music, and he just did the quick, you know, the fist cock one time and, yeah. and kept walking. And then uh, yesterday morning, he uh, came out, and he actually, you know, did the fist where he dug his fist into the ground and cocked it again, and they kept walking to the ring. So he keeps taking these subtle shots at Roman Reigns. And I tell you what, you know, a lot of these hardcore wrestling fans that say New Japan's better, yeah, we know. It's, be- it's a better wrestling product. But if you would put Roman Reigns and Tama Tonga in the ring in New Japan, they would tear the house down. Oh, my goodness. They yes. would put on. And, look, you can hate on Roman all he wants. Roman's a great wrestler. He really is a great wrestler. He's just being booked terribly by WWE. If he was in New Japan, 
That dude would have a – like, if he was in the G1 right now, I think he'd have a phenomenal G1. He'd be in the running. Roman already does this week in and week out, so ring rust and, you know, going, you know, every other day wrestling in the ring would not be a problem for Roman. For no, sure. dude. You get two Samoans in that ring with the warrior spirit. You got the Anawanawi family with Reigns and Ming's boy with Tamantanga. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm telling you what, there would be bones that would be broken. Yeah, absolutely uh, would be awesome. I would love to see it. You know, I was actually talking. Uh, I think Tama Tonga and Tangaloa, uh, ironically enough, you know, the Usos and Roman Reigns are related. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, and I don't know if the, the you know, Tama Tonga or Tama Tonga and uh, Tangaloa are related to Roman Reigns or not. I'm not 100% sure, but I, uh, Tama Tonga and Tangaloa are like the Usos of New Japan, in right. my opinion. So. Uh, ironically enough, you know, keeping it, you know, all kind of in the heritage, I guess. Uh, and maybe it's some friendly beef. Maybe it's some, you know, shoot beef that they're doing here on Twitter. But uh, certainly we won't see Tama Tonga and Roman Reigns battle anytime soon. But as they say in the business, never say never. Um, I don't think Roman's going to leave WWE anytime soon. Certainly. What if he pulls a Jericho? Uh, that, I don't know, you know, as far as... Pulling back the curtain, I don't know what it would take for him to be able to go to New Japan. I would rather see Roman go to New Japan and fight Tama Tonga than Tama Tonga obviously come to WWE, right. but that would never happen. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. I don't think we're going to see them fight anytime soon, but maybe somewhere down the line, you know. Uh, but I, I'm loving this Twitter beef. Um, like I said, I don't know if it's legit. don't know if it's kayfabe. don't know if they're just messing with each other, you know, because there's been times where two guys have Twitter beef that we thought was real was fake, like Corey Graves and Booker T. Uh, oh, they that kinda, was masterful. They all worked us. Maybe these two guys are working us right now. Maybe these two wonderful. guys. Wonderful. Yes, wonderful. Speaking <laughs> of, um, you got anything more to add to, about this Twitter beef? No, but, I, it, you know, I don't watch much New Japan. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I did see a match on Access uh, with Tamatonga, and I was so impressed. Yeah. Like, when they came out, I was thinking, okay, these are just two big Samoan dudes. But they're quick. Yeah. They're agile. And I was like, holy crap, these dudes are amazing. Yeah, these two dudes, uh, three-time, you know, IWGP heavyweight tag team champs. Yeah. So, um, definitely uh, looking forward to seeing some more Twitter beat between these guys. And who knows, maybe one day they'll step into the ring together, man. That would be uh, yeah. really cool to see. Uh, really cool. Excellent. I would love to see that match, especially in a New Japan ring. You know, hate on Roman Reigns all you want. You put Roman in a New Japan ring under the New Japan booking, you, you he he gets more fans. Yeah, most definitely, in my opinion. So um, that just uh, go follow you know Tama Tonga. It's uh, at Tama underscore Tonga, and then of course uh, Roman Reigns on Twitter is at WWE Roman Reigns. Uh, see if they uh, you know keep up the little feud here on Twitter. Right, Chris, is Katie back there. Are we good? Okay, Matt Hardy's on the line. All right, cool. Before we get to that, Patrick, Mm -hmm. real quick. Don't keep waiting too long. No. uh, Real quick, I want to talk about this dude named Neckbeard. Neckbeard. On the No DQ. I thought it was Beardneck. Well, I thought it was too. But I was about to say, when you said Beardneck, I was like, maybe you meant Neckbeard? Yeah. And I don't think. It don't matter what your name is. No, I don't think it's the real picture of this cat. Because look at him. That's no, that's <laughs> that's definitely not, dude. That's a troll, bro. You think it's you think it's that account? is a one hundred thousand percent troll because I've seen that photo before. Oh he, yeah, oh yeah. That's okay. That, that 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 picture is used in a lot of memes. That's not. Oh that's not okay. 
That is definitely not him. Well, then, whoever this dude is hiding behind the neckbeard moniker, screw you. So, of course, if you've been following us on Twitter and Facebook, you've seen our graphic of the Broken Matt Hardy interview, right? And this guy on the No DQ forum says, these guys lose any credibility for not even using the correct moniker. Will you listen here, neckbeard? Matt and Jeff didn't spend all this money and all this time fighting Impact to get back a gimmick for me not to call him Broken Matt Hardy. That's right. And that's how the gimmick started out. So you know what in my book, bro? He will always be Broken Matt Hardy. They can call him, I don't know, what we were coming up before the thing in the pre-show. Token Matt Hardy, Token Matt Hardy. Yeah, Token Matt Hardy, Spoken Matt Hardy. He's Broken Matt Hardy to me, bro. Woken, it don't matter. And who... Gives a you know what neck beard yeah like so what if we call him broken Matt Hardy big freaking whoop yeah okay well that makes me feel better that this is a troll account then yes yeah, because his whole account. life is built on trolling yeah if you go look around hard enough he probably trolls other boards or podcasts or whatever who cares yeah like don't care start putting in fake news bro yeah start putting in and helping your grandma pay for the internet bro yeah bro go back to your little basement jerk all right. But now it's time to get broken <laughs> Mad Hardy on here. Yes, it is. All right, so you know the drill. We've been teasing it all show long. Intern Katie has Matt Hardy on the CBDforyou.net hotline. You don't have to live in pain anymore. CBD gummies, vapes, oil, all at amazing prices so that you can harness the power of CBD. No prescriptions needed, discreet and fast shipping, so no one has to know, not even your mailman, what is in your package. CBDforyou.net. Matt Hardy, this is an absolute honor. How you doing, sir? I am doing absolutely delightful. How are you today, man? I am absolutely amazing. Now, with the WWE live event coming up here at the Chuck, I know you guys are pretty fond of water, and you got to be pretty excited that you're going to be wrestling here in Lake Charles right by a lake. Of course, yes. Uh, as of this Sunday, Lake Charles, Louisiana becomes the battlefield. The deletes of worlds, myself and Bray Wyatt, as we are coming to delete the B team. And when it is all said and done, the B and B team shall stand for broken. <laughs> of course. Now, let me ask you this. You've been in the game for quite some time now. You've been around the world. You've done many, many things. Is it still as exciting to you as when you first broke in? Of course. Uh, life is absolutely exhilarating. And that carries over even more now uh, with, whenever I get inside the squared circle and perform. Uh, I enjoy it thoroughly. I have uh, an amazingly wonderful balance of uh, of uh, life uh, with my children and family, and then also uh, professional wrestling as it comes with the WWE. So yes, I en- I'm enjoying it more than ever, actually. Now, being a veteran and having a lot of young talent coming up from NXT to the main roster, do you feel it's your place to pull them aside and, and give them any extra motivation or any extra advice? And if so, what do you say to them? Uh, well, you know, there, there are there are several Young Bucks out there. I've, I've went to battle with the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks now that are in the WWE, such as uh, the Seth Rollins and the Eliases, who will be facing one another on Sunday, in fact, they are amazingly phenomenal athletes. And, and the, probably the best piece of advice I can offer them is just to uh, 
to, to take your time and enjoy the moment. You never know when it could end. And also, like, to pace yourself because longevity is, is key and it is uh, paramount when it comes to this profession. How do you prepare for a big match? Uh, are you eating something more or less? Are you doing a certain activity more or less? How do you prepare for a big match? I, I don't know if there's anything that I'm necessarily trying to prevent from doing. I, I don't know. Maybe you don't, you don't want to take in too much sustenance. You don't have too many calories before a big match, possibly. But the most important thing to me is the day before a match is that I need to get a sweat. I need a good cardio. I need a workout. It's very important that I have my sweat earlier in the day. That is, that is my typical daily ritual. Now, you see a lot of the wrestlers, John Cena, The Rock, The Miz, Shawn Michaels, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, uh, you know, getting into the movie game. Is that something you ever thought about possibly doing or maybe writing an autobiography or anything like that? I mean, I would always be into venturing out into other avenues. Uh, but, you know, right now my primary focus is, uh, you know, myself and my tag team partner, Bray Wyatt, some of terrestrial entities. You know, right now we are trying to make a statement. You know, we're looking for a, a tag team that can give us true competition. Last few weeks on Raw, we've been burning down the tag team division. So we're hoping to, uh, you know, take this B team and maybe even delete them and turn them into something more. You know, but currently my focus is on the WWE and currently my focus is to uh, be the greatest tag team champion that I can with Bray Wyatt. And uh, as far as the future goes, I'm sure there are many, many other things I will look to and explore. Anything that I can do that can help uh, help a battle and illuminate the light of the world as the world needs all the light it can get in this day and age. Now, you talked earlier about getting that sweat, getting that workout on before a big event. Now, what's on Matt Hardy's playlist? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to think of something that is uh, very new that I'll listen to. Uh, I, I am more of a more of a throwback type. Uh, I, there's a lot of alternative rock I like. There's a lot of rap. I'm a big public enemy fan. Public enemy fan. Uh, uh, Pearl Jam. Uh, Kings of Leon, uh, th- those are probably my primary things that, uh, that cycle through my headsets. Very cool. I can't wait till your music hits to see you walk down that aisle here in Lake Charles, Louisiana. Anything else you got to say before you head out, Matt? I was just going to say, obviously, it's extremely exciting and exhilarating. The, the deleters of worlds are coming there. But we also have many other people. Uh, Braun Strowman is going to be there, who's a huge star who's really rising in this day and age. Bobby Lashley, a dear friend of mine. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Uh, all of the women performers are going to be there, which they are amazing now. They're in the midst of the women's revolution. Like I said, Seth Rollins, who in my opinion I think is the best overall talent in the WWE right now, is definitely going to be there headlining the show. Love it. Matt Hardy, everyone, thank you so much for your time, sir. We appreciate it. Thanks to everyone at WWE for giving us a chance uh, to interview you. And also thanks to Katie back in the other room for uh, getting Matt Hardy on the CBD for you.net hotline. Uh, I'm a little moist, Patrick. <laughs> you too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that was that guy, Matt Hardy, dude. I know, man. That's awesome, dude. How, you know, you, you, Holy oh, man. Cow. Uh, cool that we, we, we got Matt Hardy on here. Uh, great interview. So uh, it was uh, really just awesome, man, uh, yeah. to, to get guys like that on the podcast uh, hopefully we get some more here in the near future but definitely one of our biggest if not our biggest uh interview we've had already so uh yeah you know thanks big thanks to matt hardy for uh taking time to talk to you here yeah big thanks to matt hardy big thanks to our contacts at the wwe for showing us some love of course yes. um if you've missed our elias interview it's on our youtube page it's on our it's on our website averagemarks.com uh go check it out but uh man i tell you what we are so fortunate of of the caliber wrestlers that we have 
interview, dude. Yeah. In, in such a short span. It's like the love has been tremendous, and we can't thank WWE uh, enough, and uh, especially those behind the scenes getting it all ready, Chris and uh, Katie, even though Chris is slurping again on his milkshake. I'm jealous. This guy. I'm jealous because, you know, I'm trying to decrease the calorie intake <laughs> and ride by my bike. You got one life often. to live, Patrick. I know, but I cheated the other day, though, so I did cheat the other day. Yeah, what'd you have? I had some wings and fried pickles and a soda. Okay, a fried pi- Okay, what soda? What kind of soda there? Dr. Pepper. Okay. I always yeah. go with the one with the PhD, man. But you know what? I drank it, and I, I was like, you know what? Eh. I mean, don't get me wrong. Love Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Grew up drinking it. Grew up loving it. But I was like, you know what? Especially with that, as hot as it is out here, drinking water just... Yeah, it's refreshing. There's this new brand of soda out. I'll have to get you the name because I can't remember right off the bat. But it's sweetened with stevia. What's that? It's the non-calorie, non uh, doesn't have any carbs in it. Uh, sweetener. It's oh, like okay. from a plant. You never heard of stevia? You tra- uh, you're trying to sounds, get healthy. You don't know stevia. Sounds familiar. I'm not trying to get that healthy. I mean, I'm <laughs> like. Basically, for me, healthy is not eating fast food. I mean, it's way better than Splenda because, you know, Splenda giving people like last Alzheimer's night, Oh, last days. night, look, hey, last night, real talk, I uh, cooked a, a mean chicken and sausage, rice and gravy. Mm. And I just, uh, got that. I'll probably be eating on that for at least the next three days. Did you throw brown rice in there? No, white rice. Okay. So I'm carboning it up with the white rice, but, you know, hey, look, uh, it is what it is. Yeah. Like I said, I, like I told you. I'm not getting that healthy. Yeah, I'm just basically trying to knock out fast food. Trying to eat some good home cooked meals. Look, and, if you're trying to ride get, my bike, if you're trying to get healthy, Southwest Louisiana is not the place to be. No, it's not. There's fried foods just at every freaking corner. Yeah, rice. There's, and fried, everything. there's fried foods on corners like there are prostitutes in Las Vegas. I mean, it's <laughs> it is what it is. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out LV. <laughs> Shout out to all those uh, prostitutes. Shout out to all them hardworking ladies, baby. <laughs> Dude, I was watching this documentary one time about this lady. She makes her living by slipping Mickey's to dudes. Mickey's? Yeah, like what? the like GHB or whatever it's called, like in the in the drinks, knocks them out. Ooh. Like she acts like she's a lady of the night, and then she slips something in their drink. When they pass out, she steals everything they got. Well, damn. Yeah. And then like this film crew is following her around doing it. I don't want to be. I don't want to go near that woman. So you watch out if you go to Vegas. Uh, you might get slipped a Mickey. I will not. If I go to Vegas, oh man, it'd be so hard not to drink in Vegas. But I, I think I would try and refrain from getting at least you know. You take you take the long drive out to the Bunny Ranch, the Moonlight Bunny Ranch, the Moonlight Bunny Ranch. You never heard of that? No. Oh man, I thought you would have heard about the Moonlight Bunny Ranch. I mean, it's one of those things. I've never been there, so I've never really done any research on things over there. Yeah. Other than the sports gambling, but you know, hey. Maybe one day I'll learn about it if I go over there. It's something I'll keep in mind if I ever make my way over over yonder. <clears throat> Great show, Patrick. I know, man. Great show. Love man, it. I am like on a natural high after this Matt Hardy interview. <laughs> like, I, like I feel like I could go ride bikes with you, and then and then, uh, but that would be bad. I'd probably have a heart attack or something. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't have a heart attack, but dude, I was helping my dad move in this heat, and like, I was just like. All right, this is it. I think I'm. I, th- I think I'm going to die. Well, the good thing about riding bikes is you kind of get a little breeze with it, and I do it in the evenings around like seven o'clock. That's so true. Little, it cools off a little bit. Yeah, I, it ain't like riding at two or three in the afternoon. Did that. So next week, shout out to Ryan K. Bowman from the GorillaPosition.com. Great website if you haven't checked it out. They're really really good at 
telling wrestling stories. Mm-hmm. Um, got some really cool video packages on there as well. Also, the home of the Roar Network. Uh, shout out to all the podcasts on the Roar Network. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Ryan K. Bowman, next week, a little preview here, uh, got us in touch with Air Paris. Yeah. And, of course, he was AJ Styles' tag team partner in WCW. They were Air Raid. And uh, so we're going to be talking to him next week. Awesome. How cool is that? Really cool. Not quite as big as Matt Hardy, but, hey, that's yeah. still a solid get for the show. Yeah, so no, I'm really pumped. Cool. Yes. Uh, because I remember a few of the matches. They didn't have many. Uh, but I remember watching a few of the matches because I was a WCW mark, mm-hmm. be honest with you. Yeah. Um, when WCW came around and they actually started getting big when Bischoff took over, I was watching WCW over WWF. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, I remember these guys and, um, you know, excited to talk to Air Paris. And then the week after that, mark this on your calendar, in three weeks yep. from now. We got the Texas Lion, Houston Carlson, on the show. Of course, Lion Pride Sports, one of the biggest indie promotions in Texas. They're based in College Station, right across the way from uh, Aggieland. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But also, he's starting up a brand new MMA and wrestling school. And uh, if you haven't seen the video of his facility, go to our Facebook page right now. It is humongous. And I tell you what, if you're looking to break in the industry, there's no person better than Houston Carlson. If it wasn't for his medical issues, this guy would either be an NXT or main roster right now. I'm telling you. This guy was charismatic. He was great on the mic. He had the body. He was a body guy that WWE liked. WWE was scouting this dude, and they told him, you got to cut your hair because you look too much like Triple H. And a little bit after that is when he started having his medical issues, and he had to retire. But he is now a personal trainer, and he's starting his school, and it looks absolutely amazing. So mm-hmm. check that out, LionsPrideProductions.com. So we're going to have the Texas Lion on in three weeks. Patrick, any closing thoughts? No, I think we've uh, said it all as far as I'm concerned. So That's right. Got if, nothing left. If you're listening on the iTunes, make sure you hit that comment section. Write us up a little comment. You give us a star rating because what that's going to do that's going to get us an iTunes algorithm that's going to get us suggested to other pro wrestling fans and it's going to help you boys grow and that's the final goal we want to be the biggest wrestling podcast in the world eventually because who doesn't want to be absolutely you know if you're in this game you might as well want to be number one we're competitive dudes just like the wrestling industry we want to be number one and you can help us do that by simply putting us a rating and giving us a comment on itunes also follow us on twitter and facebook and it should be getting pretty interesting leading up to uh SummerSlam because we got that twitter beef with uh the WrestleCast crew <laughs> yeah and i mean we've already sent bloody pictures to each other um also it gets in the in the few weeks leading up to it it's going to get crazy with the memes with the gifs or gifs <laughs> whatever I, they're I called. It was called gifs but one of our coworkers claims the guy that created the file type calls it a gif yeah so i guess it's a gif yeah so check us out on twitter and facebook at the average marks and also if you've in with us all the way here at the end of the podcast and you would like to support us then you can always do that on patreon.com backslash average marks. We got a lot of cool uh, perks on there. And you can listen to the uh, live show every week. Even if you donate only a dollar a month, you can listen to the live show live and uncut every single week on our Discord server. Oh, Patrick, speaking of that, 
you got like a little project coming up. Did you want to tell the people about your radio station? My radio station? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to say too much right now because there's still a lot in the works, but I am hoping to start a radio station with EDM music, mostly. I'm not sure exactly if I'll just do like dance music, electronic music, kind of implement them both. Still trying to figure out somewhat of a direction. I have piled up a song list, though, that is mostly EDM music. So hoping to start an online radio station. So if you like EDM music like I do, um, be on the lookout for that. Yeah, stay tuned. Like us on Facebook or Twitter whenever it drops. We'll let you know. Man, I tell you, Patrick, write this down on the notes. Next week, uh, we need somebody better than Chris <laughs> to look over the air conditioner situation in here. Put Katie on yeah, that. It's a little warm. Uh, because over here um, in the Collar Nebo Studios, essentially, it will it will go back up on you. Yeah. You put it down to 66, but it'll go back up somehow. to 85 somehow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll find a way. I mean, they're all nice and cool on the other side of the glass, but we're, like, burning up with all these electronics in here. Yeah, I know. It's a little hot, but I guess, I don't know, it's a hot time of the year. All right. With that said, Patrick, it's time for us to get out of here, son. Outro. You've been listening to the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast with Michael Leander and Patrick Fry. All opinions discussed in the show are those of the average marks and do not represent any wrestling company, organization, or individual. For more information on the show, follow us on Twitter and iTunes. AMP is a proud member of the Roar Network, powered by thegorillaposition.com.